This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Michael Hyatt and Company's newest book, No Fail Habits. Discover how to master automation to design productive days. Learn more at nofailhabits.com. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Hey guys. Happy hey, Monday. Hello, Courtney. Happy Monday unto you. <laughs> Happy Monday. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say all of a sudden. <laughs> this is... Well, that's actually the perfect thing to say because, Courtney, a lot of people start their work day the same way mm. that you just started this wow. podcast, which is <laughs> relatively clueless, relatively yeah. not sure what to do. I'm just kidding. But seriously, sometimes don't you ever arrive, or maybe this has happened to you. I know it's happened to me, but you mm-hmm. come into work and you're already, you've already received three emails that are stressing you out and you just sort of, or maybe you start with a meeting and you're just kind of rolled into the day. And before you know it, it's the middle of the day. And you're like, whoa, I just got caught in a wave and I feel out of control. Yes, uh, 100%. Um, and I think the majority of people probably start you know, out of the get-go. Like they wake up and then they look at their work email. And so it's like before they're even like intentionally thinking, I'm about to start working – they're already plowing in uh, right out of the gate uh, from alertness in the morning. And so the day just kind of happens, you know, it's just like nonstop. It's like a, uh, a notification addiction. All inboxes of all types and sorts will get checked upon, upon awakening. Ultimately, I think the problem is when you do that, you know, it, it kind of allows other people and other things to kind of set what you're going to do for the day. And, you know, you end the day feeling like I just worked really hard and I feel like I got nothing done. So I worked hard, but I didn't accomplish anything. It's a really strange place to be. It's really defeating too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nobody feels fulfilled that way. And I think the way that what we want to help you do is start your day feeling like you have clarity, that you feel grounded and and clear on what you need to accomplish. And then at the end of the day, you worked hard and you know exactly what you accomplished, you know, that you have that feeling of fulfillment of what I set out to do, I actually did. What would you say are some of the ways that our listeners could actually start off the work day on the right foot? Well, I think... First of all, you need a rhythm. And again, I'm I'm challenging if you're out there listening and your your rhythm, uh, maybe you you already have a rhythm and it's like checking your work email as soon as you uh, your alarm goes off. Maybe you need to reevaluate that rhythm. But figuring out what that rhythm needs to be and implementing some rituals around what you actually want. Uh, again, this is kind of like more of like an intentionality that you have some sort of rhythm, most likely. Uh, it's just, is it a rhythm that is working for you? And so we want to kind of see if we can help set you up with a rhythm that really works well for what you want to accomplish. 
we talk a lot at Michael Hyatt and company about habits. And the reason we talk about habits is our habits, the, the true habits, the ones that are on autopilot that seem to happen without any conscious thought, they're so powerful. We'll be doing things and not even realize that we're doing them. That's very, very powerful. So what you're describing, Courtney, is essentially creating such a powerful habit for the start of your day that the barrage of notifications or other issues at work or meetings or scheduling, whatever else, doesn't dominate you, but actually your habit does the heavy lifting for you, right? Absolutely. And, you know, while you're talking about habits, we should say we actually have a brand new book that's coming out from Michael Hyatt Company specifically about habits. It's called No Fail Habits. And um, for those of you listening, you may be familiar with our other No Fail books. There are some of my absolute favorites. Um, there's No Fail Meetings and No Fail Communication. And No Fail so Podcasting. We- <laughs> You're going to release that one right next year. Right. It's an awesome one. Um, So now we also have no-fail habits, which I know so many of you that are listening are going to be really excited about. Um, But today we're going to be talking about three practices for building a workday startup ritual um, specifically. And I think there's a lot of breakthroughs that can happen when this is done well, when this is leveraged for you. Absolutely. Whenever I do training with teams, Mm-hmm. And we start talking about rituals or habits or that sort of thing. I say one of the most powerful rituals you could start with is a workday startup because it gets everything in line and cues you up for success. It's really a recipe for success for the rest of your workday. And if you have a practice of that, a habit of that every workday, then every day is set up for a win. Okay, so we're going to walk you through the practices that you need. And the first practice is to set your priorities. And what we really mean with this is to set your daily big three. These are the most um, important tasks for you to get done that day. You know, if you don't determine, you know, what is important for you, other people will do it for you. Um, And again, that's kind of how you end the day being like, I just worked really hard, but I didn't get anything accomplished. So by simply like narrowing what you want to focus on, you know, you're going to increase your ability to progress on your most important work. And again, this is why we, we talk all the time about loving Mondays again. And I think this is so important to that promise is really figuring out what your own priorities are um, so that you do love Mondays, you know, and and (laughs) instead of letting other people own your Mondays and own your work, you're really setting out to figure out, you know, what's going to be the priority for me. And this is one area where I found the the weekly preview just to be so powerful for me, Um, just looking ahead of the week. And like you said, establishing you know, my boundaries and what's coming down the pike for that week before somebody else, you know, attempts to do that. And so just for my own brain, I know I can see from Monday through, you know, Friday or Monday through Sunday, whatever the case may be, but it's uh, it's helpful to, to get that visibility into your week and establish those uh, those daily big threes. And that's helpful. 
when you're setting your priorities, what we're not saying is that you can only ever do three things. You know, we talk about setting the big three. Right. But the truth is not all tasks are created equal. Some tasks will inherently create bigger, more important results than other Mm -hmm. tasks. So the reason to set goals, for instance, or to set a weekly big three is because you are trying to direct your time towards what's most important. Now, day to day, there may be certain things that are more urgent and important than a specifically goal-related task. But the point is simply this, take time to identify what's the 20% that will drive 80% of the results. You would be wise to start there because if you get all three done, you feel like it's a win. But if you get three done and then can do more, then you're really winning, right? That's great. Right. But what you don't want is to just be reactive and responding to somebody else's priorities and then wondering, am I getting what's most important done? Well, you're not. The answer is you're not. Because I think by default, Mm -hmm. we just go into most urgent. All we're doing is putting out, you know, the the biggest fire, you know. And so it's this setting your priorities is really about figuring out what is important and urgent, you know, Um, because otherwise you're just going to keep spinning your wheel on just the urgent over and over and over again. And again, that is a, a recipe for feeling very unfulfilled. Um, at the end of the day, at the end of the week. And so part of this, you know, workday startup, you know, is really acknowledging that and then setting those priorities. Set your priorities. That's practice one. Practice two for your workday startup ritual. We recommend you preview your calendar. I think this one is pretty self-explanatory, but you don't want any uh, scheduling surprises during the day. You know, previewing your calendar just helps you ensure that you're prepared for any meetings. Um, And frankly, for me, this is something I do as part of my workday shutdown the day before as well. Um, But then when I'm doing my workday startup, you know, I'm just reviewing that again and making sure that I am ready to go and that the parties that I set in in step one, that I actually have the time to accomplish those during the day. We've talked about that. This is kind of our secret, but um, Verbs, Blake, we don't always have three priorities um, because there are times where you look at your calendar and you're like, actually... I am only going to get one of these done today. Um, And that is okay. Verbs, I'm curious, do you write down your meetings as well as have a virtual calendar? No, that's a good question. I do write down meetings just so I know that they're happening um, on that day because that affects whatever type of production work that I may need to do. And I know, hey, if a meeting's going to happen, if I'm starting off at nine working on you know, workbook design, I know I have to pause by 10 o'clock for a meeting or, you know, however those tend to fall throughout the day. But it's it's helpful to do that because, again, that visibility helps me know what expectations I have for my day and where I need to kind of um, adjust a little bit. So, but as Courtney just mentioned, you know, if there's a day where we're, uh, I work on the production side of producing our uh, business accelerator intensives, that's an all-day event. So really, my big three is really a big one for that entire day since it's a whole work day. Mm-hmm. I, you know, a question I feel like we get a lot that we could probably touch on here is how 
you do a digital calendar with, you know, putting your calendar in the full focus planner. And I think this is probably true for all three of us, but I'd love to hear from you too if it's different. My Google Calendar is the home base for my calendar. You know, that's where my assistant helps me schedule. That's where people can see if I'm free or busy. But part of this is actually writing down those meetings in my full focus planner. And you may think in your head, well, that feels repetitive. It's not. Um, It really helps with my focus during the day. I'm not constantly checking in, you know, getting into Google Calendar and then getting distracted by something else. And it also makes me recommit to what I have for the day. I may find that there's a meeting I don't actually need to be in. Um, and that's kind of the moment for me to say, you know what, actually, I, I need to say that I don't really need to be there. Uh, again, I mentioned our other book, No Fail Meetings. Um, <laughs> that's a great tool for learning how to say, yeah, I don't need to be in in that meeting. But again, this is kind of your moment to recommit to what's on your calendar. Exactly. I mean, it was, you, you tried to get out of this podcast recording today. I was like, yeah, no, I, I was like, you know, we y'all probably are good without me. <laughs> <laughs> Practice two, preview your calendar, don't have any unexpected surprises, and make sure that you're not overcommitted with your tasks or your meetings. Which brings us to the third practice, zero your inbox. Zero your inbox. What does that mean? So if you're a little overwhelmed out of the gate, uh, we actually have a whole episode about this. It was episode 57. Um, But this step actually allows you to feel confident ignoring your inbox. And that may sound like revolutionary for you, but it's really what allows you to get into deeper work and actually accomplish those priorities that you set in the first step. This is the the superpower. Right. There's something different between replying to your emails and processing your emails. And when I say email, when we say inbox, I'm really just meaning any incoming messages from other people that are requesting a response or sending you information. So it could be Slack. It could be when I'm doing my workday startup, I look at all of my inputs, which is two different apps, uh, for communication that I use for my individual team at work and our whole team, as well as my email. those That's the inbox that I'm trying to zero. Those are the inboxes. But there's a difference between replying and or doing the things that the email is telling you to do and processing through those messages. So what I mean when I say zero your inbox is more the latter, to process through. So there may be some things that you don't need to do anything with and you can simply archive it, just see it, basically ignore it. There may be other things that are gonna require some time. And that's when you get to decide, is this gonna take just 30 seconds, I can do it really quickly now, or is this really gonna take some more time? And if that's the case, you probably wanna transfer that as an action item into your planner. Maybe it belongs as a daily big three, maybe it doesn't, but you want to catalog that And so what I would recommend is transferring an email, essentially transferring that to do to your physical planner and then archiving that email because if you, and and I say archive because I like to be able to just quick search and pull up the email for reference if I need it later. 
But I just want to distinguish that. We're, what we're not suggesting is that you can reply to every email, do every task. That's not the point. You want to process through and determine, am I clear on what's most important and move on? Yeah, I think that's really important. And and I mentioned this in episode 57. But what I think happens for a lot of people is they look at their inbox for their to-do list for the day. And they let that drive their actions. And again, that is a recipe for ending the day feeling unfulfilled and that you worked hard, but you didn't get anything done that you wanted to get done. Um, And so again, there's tons of resources in that episode. So if you're like, hey, I got one, I've, you know, I, I get the priorities, you know, I understand, you know, previewing your calendar, but you know, this whole zero your inbox feels like you're a kryptonite, um, definitely check out that episode. All right, Courtney, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about what's going to happen right now. Yes. We have a chance to answer some listener questions. Since in the Facebook community, a lot of these frequently come up and every once in a while, we'll even pose a question um, to see what kind of response we get. But I'm happy today we get an actual listener on the line with us. And we have Christian Ortiz from North Carolina. Christian, how are you? Welcome to Focus on This. Hi, how are you guys? Good. We're doing great. Um, Verbs, I think you forgot a really important thing, which is not only are we on the line, but we are on video together here. Absolutely. Which is extra special. So Christian, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, and like Verbs said, we're really excited to hear your question because we know people love to kind of hear what other full focused users are questioning and kind of running up against and how those can get solved. So um, what do you, what do you do, Christian? Um, I am a social media slash content creator for a consulting firm. So I serve a lot of small businesses with uh, content creation, I guess. That's awesome. Very Sounds awesome. like a marketer. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> good That's company. awesome. Yes, that's very true. Uh, okay, so what question do you have for us? Um, so my question for you guys is, do you have any motivation tips for the unmotivated? Um, I seem to not really be motivated by the daily three, the weekly big three, really anything. I just am okay with not checking stuff off. Um, and I need some help getting back on track and achieving my goals. That is such a good question. Verbs, everybody out there is like, <laughs> I've been there. Honestly, right. do you, Verbs, do you feel like 2020 is like the year even the most motivated had like a hot minute where they were like, womp, womp. <laughs> I'm kind of okay not checking anything off for a hot minute. Yeah. No, I would say, I would say that's true. And even I would dare to say that, would you describe yourself, Christian, as being of the, well, you are being that that's the nature of your job. You do creative work. You would say you are creative. Yes, I would definitely say that. Second question would be, have you ever been motivated at all to, you know, check the boxes, have your big three established or anything like that? Yes. Normally I'm very motivated by check boxes, any task that goes overdue on my work task list. I get very frustrated with that. And normally I'm very 
quick to fix it, but right now I'm just sure. kind of letting it all roll into the red. <laughs> so I think that's such a great question. So is it really just this, like, are you in a season of this or how long has that been going on for you? Uh, it's probably been about a month now where I've just mm. kind of let it fly by the wayside and I'm kind of just doing what I need to to get by, but I'm letting a lot of things go later than I need to with work tasks yeah. specifically. Yeah. Whew. I feel, yeah, I just, I said this earlier, guys, I feel like there's a lot of people this year that probably feel this way. So I have another follow-up question for you. Are you currently pursuing any goals? What's your relationship with your goals look like right now? I don't have a lot of work-related goals, um, mm. mostly because I'm not in a manager or leadership role. So I've personally struggled with setting work goals. I just don't really know what that would look like for me as just a employee, I guess. What about, what about personally? You have any personal goals you're working toward? I do have a couple of personal goals. Um, they are pretty separate from my work life though. So it's not been, uh, that's typically a pretty separate thing for me. Sure. One thing that comes to mind as I think about kind of rekindling passion, um, especially after a year like 2020, my first recommendation would be to reconnect with your goals. And I would really challenge you, you know, if you're finding like, okay, this, I'm just, I don't have any motivation for work and, you know, it just feels like kind of a drag and I think a lot of that, I feel like we have to have so much grace for ourselves because it has been a hard, hard year. Uh, but if you're looking for like, okay, how do I get this train back on track? The first thing I would really challenge you on is, okay, how do I create some goals that for me personally ab around work that I could get passionate about? What would that look like for me? And I think there, again, you you kind of, or mentioned some points about not being in a manager role or a director role. And I would even challenge you on those that I think maybe that's a limiting belief that you can't have a goal because you're not in one of those roles. And how could you reframe that for yourself to be like, okay, what, what could I get really passionate about with my job? And so I think spending some time reconnecting with your goals and then letting that trickle down, both your personal goals and those professional goals trickle down into your weekly big three and your daily big three. I think probably what is missing is that 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 passion. And again, it's happened for so many of us. We had goals at the beginning of 2020 and they all got blown up. <laughs> and we, you know, I had to do this honestly several times. I had to go back to my goal list and try to reformulate what my goals were going to be because I would just look at them and be like, I'm just not excited about this anymore. So much has changed that it's just, you know, I wasn't passionate. And again, if you're using the system well, you know, and it sounds like you have previously, um, that, yeah, <laughs> Christian is pointing to all of her full focus planners in the background. If you're using the system well, you know, those goals trickle down into mm -hmm. your weekly big three and daily big three. So yeah, if you find yourself like, I just, I'm like, blah, about all of this. Um, that's where I would start. For, so what do you think? Christian, let me ask this question. Do you feel like the lack of motivation may just come from 
the type of work that you're doing right now. And the only reason I ask that is I know for 2020, a lot of people have just went back to kind of just think, think about the work that they're currently doing, um, you know, through the middle of some people being laid off or having to pivot their work. And it's created new ideas or possibly new aspirations to do more with the work they were doing or, you know, some folks just an all around job shift. But do you think your lack of motivation may come from considering those things and the work you're that you're doing now that there may be something more to do in that area? I know for me, um, so I serve a lot of small businesses who have been impacted by COVID more so than the company I work for specifically has been. And that's definitely changed the way that we look at social media and the Mm. just digital marketing platform as a whole. Um, But I think a lot of my personal lack of motivation comes from a we we have a very small team at the company I work for and a very long task list um, that can become a little overwhelming. So sometimes you hit a wall where it's like, I just don't really want to do any of this anymore. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that never-ending to-do list um, is a villain, you know. And after you know, keep hitting up against it over and over again, it can get hard. Well, I wonder too if we should talk about the self-care planner, Christian. Do you? Actually, do you use that as part of your weekly preview? Uh, I usually write something in it and then I ignore what I wrote in it. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe there's something around that to be a goal of like every week I'm going to identify one thing to really help, you know, in the self-care section of the weekly preview. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to do it, not just to like identify it, but to actually do it every week. I mean – I know self-care is kind of one of those overused buzzwords, but my goodness, if there's a year for some self-care, now is the time, my friends. So yeah, and it's like, I mean, self-care can be really fun. You know, Christian, if you need some ideas, email me, you know, like treat yourself, you know, get a massage, go have a therapy session, you know, take a really long hike. I don't know, whatever the things are that you actually would be excited about to me. I'm like, maybe I'll make that a goal verbs. I could just make Christian. I'm stealing your goal. That sounds great. I'm going <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Christian, I would love to gift you. Um, in December, we are launching best year ever. It's all new for 2020 uh, because we know it's been really hard and I would love to gift you um, access to it when it comes out. That's amazing. I think that would really um, help you. It's something we do every year. And I know Verbs, I, I don't know for you and your wife, but uh, Chase and I just every year love it. It is a game changer for me. Yes. Um, and it feels like such a gift and just reunites so much pa- passion. Um, so hopefully that will help you as well. That has been on my list of books to get and read for a while. So that will be super helpful. Oh, well, we're not going to just gift you the book. We're going to wait. There's more. The course. (laughs) The course? What? (laughs) Yes. So you'll get to go through the whole course, which will walk you through so much of how to set goals. Honestly, it's like the thing I wish everybody that had the full focus planner had access to because really, once you set really great goals, that's really like it creates this whole domino effect as you go. And so I think um, that'll be a great tool for you moving forward as well. Thank you guys so much. You're welcome. Awesome. Thank you, Christian.
All right, so the good news is you don't have to feel at the mercy of your days. Start strong with the Breakthrough Morning Startup ritual that includes setting your priorities, previewing your calendar, and zeroing your inbox. Blake Courtney, any final thoughts for our focus on this listeners? Yeah, I one thing that I think is really helpful for me is that my workday shutdown ritual really mirrors my workday startup. So, you know, I actually do these items as well during my workday shutdown. And then when I come in in the morning um, to do my workday startup, it's really pretty easy. I can kind of fly through these. And frankly, I think I've shared this before, but anytime I have somebody on my team that's just really stressed or feels very overwhelmed, one of the first questions I ask them is like, hey, how is your workday shutdown and startup going? And almost always, um, they're like, actually, I've gotten out of the habit of doing that. Um, So I really highly encourage you, you know, even if you feel overwhelmed, actually, when you feel overwhelmed, that's the time to really hold on to these habits. They can be extremely powerful when you feel you know, all the chaos, uh, the stress, the overwhelm. So really mirroring those together can be really powerful. My final thought is that this habit, your workday startup, is going to be a superpower of productivity. People will take notice because you are clear-headed and you're achieving more. And even if your work environment is chaotic, you will not be. Your Workday Startup is just one example though of a habit that has that powerful impact on your life. So maybe you are excited to get better at forming habits. Maybe you feel like that's a a challenge for you in life right now and you recognize, you know what, if I could be great at forming the habits I want, ultimately I can create the life I want significantly easier and with greater speed. So if that's you, I wanna reiterate something we shared earlier, which is, a new book we have for you called No Fail Habits. You can learn about it at nofailhabits.com or join our countdown to 2021. michaelhyatt.com slash countdown is where you want to go to enter that. And we'll tell you more about No Fail Habits in that community. Thanks for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet, so please share it with your friends. And remember the hashtag, focus on this podcast. We'll be here next week with another great episode for you. But until then, stay stay focused. focused. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Michael Hyatt and Company's newest book, No Fail Habits. Discover how to master automation to design productive days. Learn more at nofailhabits.com.